Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Kick off your future with the law firm of Condorian Murat, the official Grant and Danny show sponsor. They will help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount, kmlawyers.com. I am wearing a polo shirt. I'm very comfortable. I don't want to put on the button-down it's not even a dress shirt, really. It's just a button-down shirt that I, I brought. I think I saw it. I, I, th- I don't know that I would call that a dress shirt. I would call that a button-down, but it's sharp. It's a good shirt. It's not a dress shirt at all. It's just a casual button-down. Mm-hmm. But I brought that in case everyone shows up in button-downs, which is my fear. Yep. Because I feel like even though personally I would be fine, just comfortable walking out in a polo shirt tonight on stage, if the whole staff is in button-downs and then I'm in a polo, I feel like I look – a little bit less dressed up. And yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Which I, I smell what you're cooking there. Now, I'm wearing a button-down. Uh, Ryan's already wearing a button-down. You know Brian Mitchell's going to look sharp as well. I, I'm not trying button-down. to compete with B- I'm not saying to compete, but I'm it's like. like Bish comes in sweatpants. That's kind of what I'm hoping. best bet is one of the Yunkies yeah. showing up like they show up to the radio station. Which I get, by the way. They get there at like 4.12 in the morning. Yeah, but they typically, I mean, with all due respect, and this is not a Jones session on you. You also don't dress that great at the radio station. No, not at all. You're a gym shorts and a sweatpants guy. Yeah. It's not like that's what the junkies would normally – they don't wear that out, so I'm, I'm not betting it, but I'm just hoping Bish shows up and he's kind of big-timing the whole thing and he's like, I, I, you got me here, but I'm in a T-shirt. He was like, I was just at golf them. You know what I mean? Like, it just came straight. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be nice. Are you nervous about any of the jokes that you've got planned? Yep. Who are you most nervous <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. There's, there's follow-up. Uh, that's a great question. The – you never know how guys are going to react to this. So, a little behind the scenes. Being made fun of in front of 500 people? Yeah. Um, when comics do this to each other, we, we get it. Like, when we roast each other. That's why those Comedy Central roast things are so hilarious. And they don't, they don't, you know, they don't get people's buddies and friends. They get you know, comedians to get up there and just destroy some, some mark, right, who's willing to take it. It's so funny and so good uh, because guys can take a joke. We don't really do that around here. Everybody's very sensitive. Everybody's quirks and idiosyncrasies are totally on display, like, all the time. So I don't know how people are going to react. I feel like most of it will be fine, but you know what's going to happen? Like, Twitter tattletale Tim's going to be like, at EB Junkies, did you hear what Danny said about you? Blah, like, try to, like, get in some, some dramatics. So I, I worry about that part a little bit, but it's also, you know what my job is? It's to be funny. I do that. I feel good about it. The, there's going to be repercussions sometimes, but... I'm on the stage live in front of people, and that's the gig. So there may be some hurt feelings. There's going to be some frustration. I'll apologize after. Yeah, you got to just high-five everyone and be like, it was just in fun. I was just fun, and when I took that true thing about you and said it in front of people. Having a good time. (laughs) That's the thing about the jokes is, like, most of them are pretty true. Yeah. Or you're preying on, like, perceptions of people, right? I think that's one one or the other. But everyone's catching it, it sounds like. 
Yeah. Everybody on the staff's going to get something. Everybody that you'll see here tonight has a joke written about them. Ooh. Okay. Right? Can't wait. <laughs> we are right. five you hours so away. excited. <laughs> Doors open in three hours. Uh, what would you think of what Daniel Jeremiah said yesterday? This caught me by surprise. Now, I, I don't want to make this into a huge report. It's not, he's not reporting anything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to make this into some grandiose declaration by him. I think it is worth having a discussion about today, though, because we have just been talking as if it is 100% a lock that they're going to take a quarterback with the number two pick. And that's probably not fair. It's probably only a 99.5% lock that they're going to take a quarterback with the number two pick. But I found it really interesting yesterday that Jeremiah said that he is sure that the Patriots are going to go QB at three. And he said the one team in the top three that he's not as confident in drafting a quarterback is the Commanders. When I saw that, took me aback. What would you think? I'm praying that it's some kind of smokescreen for some reason. I, I, I'm praying that it's in order, you know, because this is silly season. We're officially in it now. Are we, I don't think we're there yet. I, I don't think well, we're in, like, tell Daniel Jeremiah to float mm. something. We, they're just trying to hire a coach right now. Yeah, you may be right. I, 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 I just – I need it to be true. I mean, I need, I need the other part to be true. I need, I need it to be the drafting quarterback. Unless something happens that's so irresponsible by some other team who's got the steamies that they have no choice but to trade back. I can't imagine what that trade would look like, but let's say that it happens. Okay, fine, I can get down with it. The thing that I'm going to have to get over as old Fanny Mouye, Randy Douye, if you will, to the layperson, uh, frustrated, irritated radio host slash lifelong fan who is – just like you guys, swum through this bag of turd for decades now in a row, the new regime doesn't have my ache. They don't have my angst and anxiety. The same way we would talk about this before the Capitals finally broke through Jeeps, like the 24-year-old doesn't understand or care that the Caps broke my heart in 1987. Doesn't understand that, that Mario Lemieux and Lou Franceschetti and uh, some of these bastard Pittsburgh Penguins that ruined my life that – that I have PTSD every time I see them take the ice. They don't know that. They're just trying to win a hockey game. Adam Peters doesn't have my baggage. So in his mind, he goes, you know what? I don't, I want, for the sake of argument, what might be smarter is if we end up doing this next year because of this guy, this guy, this guy. I like this dude. I'm comparing him over future years. This person will be available via contract. We could do this. Whatever his strategy is. If he doesn't, it's going to make me freak out because I've been starving for a franchise quarterback like the big boys, like the real good teams get to have for decades. And he hasn't had that starvation. He's walking into a new situation trying to make this thing over in his image. So I'm going to have to get over that if that's how it goes. But, man, that's not going to be easy. Well, I would just be disappointed. I guess not unlike the coaching search. It's a little bit different, though. The coaching search, everyone's going to have their own proclivities. It's pretty clear, and he said this at the press, but they were going to look for a leader. They didn't care if it was an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. They wanted someone who would be a great leader. I think that's just kind of something you say at the podium, but they obviously meant it. And clearly, with Dan Quinn being the guy that they hired, that's how we got here. Um, There was a this route, and we don't know what happened that led up to that, but the bottom line is when they settled on Dan Quinn, they decided we got ourselves a leader, no doubt. I can kind of make sense of that and move on. The quarterback one would be even tougher, though, because – you don't have a quarterback. You've got the number two overall pick. 
See how that conversation went? Yeah. It's the, over now. Like, what, so, that, that was the whole right, conversation. All right. I want you, uh, let's, let's say I'm a blank canvas. I haven't been convinced yet. Yeah. Give uh, me your case. My case. Ready? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Okay. Go ahead. You don't have a starting quarterback. Hold on. I do not have a starting quarterback. Okay. You have the second overall pick. Guys, we should draft a quarterback. That's a convincing argument. It's over now. Yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera and the Marty Party, when they began here, their first big decision was the number two overall pick. Not unlike Peters and the Peters Brigade. I don't know what we're going to call them yet. But the new front office's first huge decision that they're going to be making, at number two overall, do you take the quarterback or do you wait? Rivera and his group kicked the can down the road a little bit. It ended up biting them in the butt every day that they were here for the rest of their time and dooming them in the end. And that isn't to say that history would repeat itself. As I said earlier, if you don't draft a quarterback, if you trade back, if you take Marvin Harrison Jr., there are other avenues to find the quarterback. But you are passing up on the best way to do it, statistically speaking. They had no problem doing that with head coach. Mm -hmm. And maybe that they are going to operate outside the box and do their own thing all along. If you're a good enough GM that you can surround talent and you can hit in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, your free agent signings are all good, then none of this is going to matter anyway. But the best way to get a franchise quarterback is to be picking super high in the draft in a year where there's really good quarterback prospects. They're doing that. There are beloved prospects this year. I can't tell you if Drake May is going to be awesome. Nobody knows if Jaden Daniels is going to make the leap and be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I've got my usual slate of concerns with, with both guys, right? With anybody in, in this draft. Everybody's got a wrinkle. There's no such thing as a sure thing. To me, my, my formula is simple. Now, maybe if, maybe if this had happened this way for Washington. I know we're getting into the weeds here on the, on the quarterback thing for a second, but bear with me. If the, if the following had happened multiple times over for Washington when I've, as, you know, during my time as a fandom, they drafted in the top five. Picked a quarterback, he'd failed, so they did it again two or three years later. They drafted that guy, and he failed. They drafted that guy, and he failed. If they'd done that five times, six times, seven times, I'd go, you know what? The only thing to do is find a disgruntled Hall of Famer that's going to change teams. Find me my Peyton Manning post-Colts. Find me my Aaron Rodgers post-Jets. Find me my Brady post New England. we'll figure it out. Maybe that would be my strategy. The point is, they've done it once in a blue moon where they draft a quarterback. Other than that, it's been journeyman, jag, losers, dead-end roads, going nowhere, and they're going 90 miles an hour going, look at how fast we're going, as if they want to be congratulated for it. It's a convincing case, and it, th that was a lot of smart words. <laughs> I'm going to go back to how, how much more simple it is. Yeah. You don't have a quarterback, right. and you're picking second. And if it was Caleb Williams and the next best quarterback in this class was J.J. McCarthy or something, now we got a real tough decision to make. That's not the case. Drake May is a prototype quarterback prospect. He has the size and the arm strength and can make every throw. And if you watch him, you're going to see some Justin Herbert. Jaden Daniels is electric. Jaden Daniels is one of the great college talents as a dual threat this past year we've ever seen. Statistically, in the SEC, what he did was incredible. He can make all the throws. He can make plays with his feet that there's only a couple guys in the league that can make. Now, does the game translate? Is he going to be able to do it at the next level? We're going to have to find that out. You can say some of the same things in a different way about Drake May. Didn't have unbelievable statistics, wasn't a part of a winning team. You know, there's a lot of ways to explain all these things away. They both have their warts as prospects. 
but they are number two caliber picks in any year, mm-hmm. and you've got the number two pick, and you've been searching for a quarterback forever. And I think that's the context I would add based on what you said, right, yeah. which is not only you – know, my, my point I keep saying, you're hungry and I'm making food. No, that's the – you don't have a quarterback, you have the number two pick. This is the fight we get in with our kids every night. You're hungry, <laughs> I have food for you, yep. and you're going – I might eat later. But tomorrow. I I just don't know. Later. On top of that, I would add, you've been looking for the food that I have for 30 years. Potentially. It it may not taste the way that you want it to, but it is as close to a no-brainer, I think, as as there's going to be. I went into the offseason thinking that the GM hire and the quarterback pick were the two most important things. And I think we could debate, and that might be fun to do later in the show, Mm. like which one's more important. But I do put the head coach hire behind both of those. And that's one of the reasons that while they picked a guy that I wouldn't have, whatever, I'm over it, we're moving on, we're on to San Francisco, we're on to Cincinnati, whatever it is, that's the third most important thing here. You got a good leader of men, you went the defensive route, you're going to make it a little harder on yourself, that's fine. Hit the quarterback and nothing matters. You get Justin Herbert out of Drake May, you get Lamar Jackson out of Jaden Daniels, then all of a sudden you got a shot. And if Adam Peters is who we think he is, I think that guy's going to be really, really good. You got a shot. So I come back now today to GM, check, quarterback, TBD, and we got Daniel Jeremiah saying, actually, maybe not on the quarterback. That would be tough for me if week one this coming season, they didn't take a quarterback in the first couple rounds. It's Howell and whatever else, you know, Jacoby Brissett, whoever they bring in, that, that version, this free agency. And Dan Quinn. Like, now you missed a couple of big categories for me. But if it's Quinn with Daniels or May and Peters with a good draft class and a nice free agency period, you're cooking with grease. How they get this quarterback to be named later isn't going to matter to me as much in the long run. I'll go, just like your head coaching search, you made it a little harder on yourself, but whatever. I need this offseason. For them to be able to say, da 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 da, I don't know why they would do it like that. But bear why me. would they do that? Maybe like a trumpet plays. Who would do that? Exactly. Uh, Who's playing the trumpet? They got a trumpet guy. I, I want it to be actually. There's no trumpet. I want someone to have, every time Adam Peters comes in the room, he's got like an assistant he hires and pays a few bucks. That's just an actual human who who voices da 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 da, and then Adam Peters speaks. Uh, and his lordship Adam Peters, and like he talks. Wouldn't that be great? Yes, it would. Um, He'd be Shmi uh, from uh, Hook, from Hook, where he has to like stomp on the steps, and then the red carpet comes down, and Adam Peters walks in. And by the way, he is incredibly handsome. Very handsome. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Adam Peters is a dreamboat, uh, but he he like walks into the room, and everyone's like, "Who is that?" And they don't know until the guy goes, "Da da da da, his lordship." And then everyone's like, "Oh, it's Adam Peters." Oh, it's Adam Peters. We best listen, should we? He'll have instructions for us. We've been toiling away under Rivera for all these years. We're clueless. We should probably not have jobs. Whenever you get ready to fire us, Mr. Peters, the fans will be happy. Anyway, but I, I want them to be able to go, ladies and gentlemen, our new quarterback. If they do it in unconventional means and they still do it, okay. But what does that look like? It doesn't look like, a, with all due respect, a Jacoby Brissett or a guy on a, on a one-year semi-1A backup deal a part-time starter deal, a Mitch Trubisky, someone available in that tier. No, but I mean, it's, you're saying unconventional. So get, is that a fourth round? Is that trading, you know, second round pick and you take Bo Nix or yeah, something? Yeah, it's something where they go, the dude we like the best is, for the. I'll, I'll pick it, J.J. McCarthy. I don't, but let's say they do. And hey, they, you know who loves him? 
Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He said today he should be the first quarterback off the board. You, you enjoy Explore the Space, Jim. You go you go do that. See if you can replace Herbert. I think – you know what I think Harbaugh should do? Trade Justin Herbert to the commanders. There it is. Then trade up to number one and take J.J. McCarthy. Put your money where your mouth is, Jim. Why don't Jim. you do something, Jim? Prove it. Huh? You're just saying things or are you actually going to put your money where your mouth is? Can't you say stuff? I'll watch Ted Lasso if I want to. Um – yeah, they traded back into the first round to get J.J. McCarthy with the 29th pick. You know, they did a Baltimore via Lamar Jackson or something. They find a guy, even if it's not at two. It should be, and that's what I would do. Just keep it very simple. But let's say that it's not. They need some sort of thing to be able to go, all right, we did it. We had a plan all along. We were thoughtful about this. We had, again, we had Bo Nix on the exact same level as, as, uh, as Daniels. I don't, but I'm not a professional scout. I'm just a dude that, that likes to hear my own voice. So... If they do, they got a plan, and it executes in a way that I'm not seeing right now, I can live with it. I can't do another journeyman thing again as like a short-term bridge to uh, a cliff. Here's my hot take, by the way, while we're just bringing up Bo Nix's name. I, I think Bo Nix ends up getting drafted in the top 15. I think all four of the big four, I'm not even including McCarthy, but I'll say he's a first-rounder as well. But I think... You've got, let's see, I, I, Caleb Williams goes one to the Bears. They don't trade out. They trade Justin Fields somewhere. Maybe to the Raiders. Makes some sense. Should be the Falcons, but maybe that won't happen. Number two, I think Washington goes QB. I'm going to say Drake May. Number three, New England goes Jaden Daniels. You, you could flip-flop those two. Who knows? But I think Penix goes. I think Bo Nix goes. Is that too many quarterbacks? That's and five. Then JJ so far, McCarthy. Right? Are six quarterbacks going to go in the first round? I don't know. My, my I don't think thing McCarthy is, will as of right now. Really? Yeah. I well, he's the guy I like the least. I, I just I think Bo Nix moves up the board pretty high. I, he's a good athlete. It's not a guy I'm clamoring to draft or anything. I'm not taking him at two, but I, I would be surprised if he's still on the board at the end of the first round. Last year got weird though. Remember, mm-hmm. you had quarterbacks for the first time in forever fall. Yeah. Now it's pretty clear that. For whatever reason, and we saw this with Sam Howell in his class the year before, I just think the industry was not very high on those QBs. No. Guys like Will Levis. But this is different to me. I think this class is better. Uh, let's pose the question now, though, for you guys. You can hit us up on Twitter at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny. You can call us at 800-636-1067 here on The Fan. Daniel Jeremiah said of the three teams picking in the top three, New England third, Washington second, Chicago first. He says the team that he's the least convinced will take a quarterback, that he thinks there's the most possibility they won't, is the Commanders, which doesn't make sense to me. But is that something that you're open to, or do you think it's February 2nd and we got a long ways to go and he's just right now throwing something out there that uh, will change by the time we get there? Grant and Danny on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Alongside Danny Ruye, I'm Grant Paulson. This is The Fan. We are on site today at this beautiful theater, the Bethesda Theater right off Wisconsin Avenue. You know, I've driven by this place hundreds of times. Never been inside. What an amazing building. It's gorgeous, man. I'm telling you, this is one of my favorite. I've performed here two different times uh, over the years. I was here, I think, in November with, uh, with Adam Ferrara. I just, I love performing here. There's a great energy. There's not a bad seat in the house. Easy to kind of, you know, walk back out of the way and get a drink so you're not interrupting the show. Food here is phenomenal, by the way. We're going to eat like kings in a couple hours. The stage is awesome. I'm telling you, I, I love this place. Rhino, I've got an annoying task for you. This is the second one of the day, as he also uh, ran to get some lunch for us earlier today. I'm going to want a picture from the stage of the venue that I can tweet out. And I'll post it here in a few minutes at Grand H. Paulson. I just want people to see how cool it looks inside. But really, really good vibes. If you're coming tonight, uh, shoot us a tweet at Grand H. Paulson at Funny Danny. If you got tickets, let us know where you'll be. We'll uh, come say what's up and, and make sure – we link up while you're out here. Right now, though, we're talking about Daniel Jeremiah saying of the three teams expected to go QB, one, two, three, Chicago, Washington, New England, the team he's most sure will take a quarterback is the Commanders. Or, excuse me. Unsure. Least sure. Yeah, most unsure. He's the, mo- he's the least certain, but the most unsure Let's also. See. Let's make it more confusing. Yeah. The team that he has questions about he's is He's not unconcerned in a concerned sort of way. Yeah, he, he – there's – they're not tipping their hand. Now, part of that was, I don't want to say frustrating, that's not the right word, but part of that, you know, kind of governed their coaching search here, right? Was there was nothing coming out. We're trying to, you know, to do oh, some put pieces together. I wonder if maybe that's it. I, Again, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to explain why this could be. That actually makes sense. Like, he's talking to people either with New England or have talked to the Patriots, and they've got a pretty good vibe. Like, yeah, they're getting a quarterback. We know it. They've already told us. Or the Bears are saying, Look, we're going to do whatever we got to do, but this Caleb Williams guy looks pretty good. And maybe just like the coaching search, when Mm -hmm. there was nothing coming out from the room itself, that there were no leaks. They used a bunch of tape. No water was coming out of the boat at that point. 
Maybe it's the same thing where he's saying he's unsure, he's not 100% because he's not getting the same conviction because he's just not getting the intel. That's what I wonder. I, I mean, again, I'm trying to figure out how we got here, right? Because you, you made the point that it might be too early for silly season. I think it might be the start of it. Like, we're on the border of silly season, so let's move silly season up. It's like Christmas creep where it's like Halloween happens and then the decorations go up. I don't know. But I'm trying to figure out how that could, A, a be true in the sense that they wouldn't take one, or A, be true that that's what he's heard, that there's uncertainty. You felt like there's Definitely. a distinction there. So in, in terms of let's just treat it like a report, treat it like it's, it's a thing where they may not do it. I have a hard time seeing the vision. The same way, frankly, and this doesn't change anything, it doesn't make it good, bad, or different, I have a hard time seeing the Dan Quinn vision also. Right? I had a hard time three weeks ago when he was just one of the candidates instead of waiting around for, again, almost a month, and then he becomes the guy. It's hard for me to see that process and see the, the, the two years from now in the NFC title game or whatever we're supposed to be, to be viewing. Hard for me to see it. It's hard for me to see them not coming out of this first round with a quarterback. Maybe they do, but it's hard for me to see. If it's up to Danny Ruye, when do you decorate your house for Christmas? You use that as an analogy. I'm just curious now. If it's up to me, the first full weekend in December. So if December 1st happens on a Monday. Oh, so you're not the guy that, like, the weekend after Thanksgiving. No. It has to be December something. That's how, that was what feels right to me. What about your wife? Up to her. It's whenever she says is the right time. So we – now, I, I got I to gotta tell you this. Uh, as you know, she's wonderful. I love her very dearly. We just this week, this week, put our, our Christmas tree out for, for disposal. Really? Yeah. I love that about the Ruiz. Well, it, it, you know, it, my wife has not said a word yet, uh-huh. but I have my own Christmas tree in the basement. Do you think it's down yet? It's you still keep it up. up? I don't know what she's going to let me do or not let me do, but I have not taken if it. If nobody down. says anything, it's going to stay up until when? After the football season, for sure. Post Super Bowl, uh, which is, you know, it's coming up quick. I'm going to, I'll say sometime in March, I'll probably get it down. March. Yeah, get a free weekend. That's that's ultimately or a what, third of a year. What I'd really love to do, I don't I just don't have the space. If I had like a closet or something is just drag it in there and then drag it back out. Just keep it decorated. Keep that tree alive as best you that's can. That's actually my my move. So if it was up to me, we would decorate for Christmas I would say on November 1st. As soon as it's November, really? Christmas. My wife is adamant that you can't do it until after Thanksgiving. Just a just a thing. Yeah, I think she's right on that one. The I, I understand. We all like no one's anti Christmas. We like it, but November's early. You still have a great holiday that you need to respect. You're not anti Christmas. You just don't want the tree up that long, and you don't ever want to take your kids to meet Santa. And you're not that excited about Christmas morning. Just make sure you throw all the stuff away really quickly, all the all the wrapping and the the trash. Well, yeah, you got to dispose of the trash. You're gonna leave but, trash around? But no, of course not. But you just your concern that morning is let's not make a mess as we open things up. No, no, no. it's it's the joy of the kids. But, oh, is or, it? but orderly. Is it? Yeah, but it's orderly kids. joy. We can't, How much is it the joy of the kids? It's the whole point. Okay. And when it doesn't happen, it's frustrating. But, and then it's doubly frustrating if there's a big mess, too. Let's go to the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Lou is listening on the Odyssey app. Lou. Myrtle Beach. Spent some time there growing up. What's up, Lou? Hey, just called it. I just don't understand why we don't trade down and take Bo Nix. He reminds me so much of Josh Allen. Built like him, throws, can... And you know what? He's a winner, and he's experienced as far as what he his fifth season there with Oregon. He's experienced for sure. So, <laughs> he's been around a while. So if you want Nicks. experience, this is a year for you at quarterback. Knicks and Penix. I think well, we lost. Thanks for the call, like a, buddy. 
Uh, I I don't look at Bo Nix and see Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a huge guy. Bo Nix is not six. Really. I mean, it's not like, it's not like he's small, no. but he's he's. And again, this is going to sound like I'm knocking him. He's closer to Sam Howell's size than he is Josh Allen's size. Correct. Six two, two fifteen, two twenty. I think. But look, it is not crazy to me if your idea is trade down and take Michael Penix or trade down and take Bo Nix. If you really, really like those guys, if someone calls up and says that during this process, sure, you watched him, you like him, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as your result is you get a quarterback. Yeah. Okay, the problem with that is when you trade down, you're not guaranteed to get the guy anymore. What if someone takes Bo Nix ahead of you? What if all the other quarterbacks are gone? Now what? You're screwed. What if they take Bo Nix and you're settling for someone you don't like as much, whether that's Penix or somebody else? That's why I'm not playing that game. I also happen to really like Drake May and really like Jaden Daniels. So at number two, it's really easy for me. Williams goes 1-1. Chicago Bears take him and they trade Justin Fields. Or they don't, by the way, and someone else trades up and take Caleb Williams 1-1, ideally. And then at number two, I am choosing between Drake May and Jaden Daniels. And as Adam Peters, it's going to be my call, but I want to hear from everybody. Submit me a report. You're working for me. You're on my payroll. Submit me a report. I'm even Danny Covey Rears. Okay. Covey Rears. I'm covering him. I'm even letting the Marty submit me a report. Oh, come on! I want to hear from everybody. And we're going to come together. We're going to have oh. a big, nice conversation over. We're going to break bread. Maybe we're going to eat steak and potatoes. And uh, where does the, they, they always go to DC Prime out there in Ashburn. That's one we're of the spots. We're going to have a big dinner at DC Prime. And then I'm going to tell everyone what we're doing. After I listen to everyone's input, I'm going to say right now, this moment, Drake May, because it reminds me of Justin Herbert. But I, I could go Jaden Daniels by the end of this thing. I'm open to that possibility. It also depends on who's my offensive coordinator. What kind of quarterbacks have they worked with? What is their proclivity? Are they a whisperer when it comes to dual threats and mobile guys and uh, designing read option stuff? Are they awesome with more traditional athletes in the pocket? There's a lot of things that will lead up to it. But the whole beauty of of hoping they lost over and over and over again down the stretch (laughs) and, and the stars aligning in this way that was magical and should have never happened was that you got the number two pick so that you could choose between the two great quarterbacks that are going to be sitting there as prospects. I would call for reports for Marty and Martin and Marty and Marty, and I would say, my tuchus is dirty. I need your reports. I would say, it's cold in my office. We Don't need to light a fire. You're being mean. We need to light a fire. I need some kindling. You're being mean. There's a stain on the carpet. I've wet the stain. Let's dab it up. You need to dab it. It's real alpaca. I'm going to dab it this with your report. This is $25,000 alpaca. You blot that ass. We're going to blot. We're going to blot with your report, Name Marty. the movie, Ryan. Name the movie. That's real alpaca. Of course not. You blot. It's a clown suit. It's a clown suit. Like a clown? You mean Mickey Bond? Nicky Bonds and them? You got nothing. Nothing. That's disappointing. But it's not good. unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's catching shrapnel right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ryan. That was Tony in Long Island. Hello, Tony. Tony, how are you? It's American Gangster. We Guys, how we doing? Good, buddy. Good. Grant, I really feel sorry for you. I, I love you, man. You know, I at night I see your tweets, and I, I see that, you know, the second you, you tweeted out about Clint Kubiak, I was like, man, I feel it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, Grant, every time you <laughs> – Every time you have a suggestion, they go in. They go in the opposite direction. <laughs> it's been a tough week, buddy. Oh, oh, man. Oh, it has been a tough week. Oh, that got me. As soon as you tweeted out, uh, the, the second I saw Ben Johnson, all right. Congrats, uh, congrats, we got him. Said the team. I was Mr. Washington. Mike McDonald for 24 hours. I, I talked myself into Anthony Weaver for some reason that made no sense. It has been a tough week, yeah. oh, buddy. 
Oh, man. Hey, listen, you know, I have no problem. If they, I am not as high on Drake May as, as, as you are, Grant. I think there's some serious flaws there. But, I mean, Jaden Daniels I could get on board. But if they like somebody else and it goes into the mid-first round, late-first round, and a guy like Sean Payton wants to jump all the way up and give us multiple ones, multiple twos, with the roster we have, How can we say no? It's if they're high on somebody else, and that's the key. We have to be in love with another quarterback. Well, uh, thanks for the call, by the way, Tony. Appreciate you. Uh, So, a couple of things. I don't have a problem really, truly with trading back and getting their guy. If they love a quarterback and they land him, the problem with doing that is unless you're trading back to three – You don't know that you're getting that guy. Mm -hmm. It is such a risk. I have seen too many times and seen the stories over the years of, you know, we thought we were doing this and we had everything lined up and then they jumped up in front of us. I do not want that to happen this year where the the draft ends or the the first round ends and everyone's happy because, you know, they moved back, they added a pick, but then instead of quarterback, they had to go defensive end or tight end even, which would make me happy. But they don't have a quarterback now, and they're dipping into the second-round pool. And this is a guy that can compete with Sam Howell and possibly be a starter. You are in the catbird seat. When you trade back, you increase the risk. And by the way, you increase the chance that the guy does not pan out. I'm not saying that picking second overall is a one-way ticket to having uh, a 10-year answer at QB. Okay, It obviously is still a – I wouldn't even say it's a 50-50 proposition. What is that? Maybe a 40-60 that you get a franchise quarterback? 30, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe at best, 35-65 uh, or whatever. But the chance at number two is better than the chance at number nine. It's better than the chance at 18. Uh, and where we've disagreed a little bit so far this offseason, uh, me and, and this regime, is I'm just all for whatever is the most likely way to get to the final, the desired destination, the the highest percentage chance to win offensive right now. They went defensive. Cool. Quarterback at two. If they move back and get one at nine, good for them. But you're adding risk. Adam Peters in San Francisco found one at the end of the seventh round. It can be done. It just gets harder and harder and harder and harder. And Kyle Shanahan's not walking through that door to to make Brock Purdy really good. And it doesn't sound like his, uh, you know, the guy he's mentoring right now, Clint Kubiak, is either. He well, might be going to New Orleans. I mean, there's that rare circumstance. And obviously it's not the same because I'm about to talk about a fantasy draft. But there are those rare circumstances where you do that quick math in your head where you're four picks away and there are three guys that you like. And does, does the one team that's going to be, be the variable end up taking that guy, one of those three guys, leaving you high and dry? And you can gamble or not. Now, that doesn't really happen in the NFL draft very often just because it's so finite. But, but if you go – we can move back a little bit and move around, maneuver around the board and pick up some extra picks and still get our guy. If you pull it off, it's great. It's a coup. That's awesome. But, man, is it hard to do. He's Danny. I'm Grant. Question for you. 800-636-1067. Jeremiah, NFL Network, top draft analyst maybe in the country, suggesting he's not convinced the commanders take a quarterback at two. What do you think of that? You're listening. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Into the fan. Grant and Danny on the fan. We are getting ready for the big event tonight at Bethesda Theater. It is 106.7 The Fan versus our counterparts down the hall live with special guest Jonathan Allen. Oh, hello there. The commanders will be in the house. So if you are one of the, I don't know, 500 or so listeners going to be mm-hmm. taking part this evening out here, you're going to have a good time. Speaking of which, it is time for our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. But it's Friday. What do you want me to, what do you, what are you pointing at right there? Kick off your oh, future with the law firm of Condorian <laughs> Murad, the official Grant and Danny show sponsor. They can help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy. With one of the I screwed you on that one. Fairfax-based attorneys, visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. I spun my computer over to Danny yep. and pointed at the Condorian uh, Murad read, and he, go, he just goes, it's Friday. Because I thought, I thought <laughs> you were doing the, like a double play sponsor, because uh, I can't get there's the Wi-Fi I just conked out, so I can't get mine up, but you've got yours up. And I was like, no, no, I thought you, I thought you wanted me to read the sponsor for the double play, but it's Friday. We normally went off the field, but we're all like wires crossed. Just there. I, I think, I, I think I, it was probably my fault. You going to be all right? Nope. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Uh, it's double play time, Danny. What's going on in your life? Nothing to do with sports. So I got myself a cool thing going on. Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix. I've heard a lot about this. Is great. And Bill Burr turned me on to this a couple of years ago um, where he was like in, in a joke and he, was, he made a, a bunch of funnies off of this. But he's like, we don't properly appreciate this story. From a dude that like couldn't speak English, that grew up in some podunk town in Austria, to be second in the Mr. Universe competition at 19 years old, become an American action hero, again with barely, with nary an ability to speak the language beyond like a couple cursory phrases when he first got to the United States, an unbelievable blockbuster film career, governor of the largest state in the union, and has had this unbelievable run from nothingness to pinnacle of success. And uh, I'm only about a quarter of the way through it, I would say, at, at this point. But it, just an awesome story. Like, his drive to do more, right? He was in this little village in, in Austria. You know, and he's talking about, he's growing up there, was, everything was very nice. And, but everyone was content to stay there. I met these other guys. And I was like, I got to get out. I got to go to America. I want to be a bodybuilder. And, like, this little dude makes that happen. Like, his brother looks like a regular guy. His brother's not, like, yoked. It's not like his dad was, was lifting, you know, 5,000 pounds of this, that, and the other. He just decided, I'm going to never stop training and make myself this incredibly yoked monster to play, like, uh, Conan the Barbarian and Hercules and win all the competitions and stuff. Amazing. It's So far, I've been, I've been uh, really into it. Yeah. It's like, like a crazy life. Like, what, on what planet does that happen? 
But this one, it's amazing. I, I only really read biographies of athletes mm-hmm. and coaches, pretty much sports-centric. But that's one I think I would actually read. That, what a story. Yeah. You know, that, that might actually be able to capture my attention. All right, time for my double play. 8.75 Buffalo Wings. <clears throat> 8.75 New Buffalo York. Wings mm-hmm. out of 10. NASCAR, full speed, Netflix. It's great. Get in, people. From the gentlemen and ladies that brought you quarterback. This is last chance you. This is the Mahomes cousins Mariota. This is drive to survive. (laughs) Full speed, Netflix, NASCAR. We're following around some of the top competitors on the circuit last year as they were vying for the points title. You don't have to be a NASCAR fan. Which I am not. Danny is not. You loved it. It was fantastic. It's done. I need more of it. Uh, they, so what they did is they chose to basically do the playoff part. No spoilers, yeah. right? I mean, you, we, these events have already occurred. I mean, I wasn't aware of them. I, it wasn't on my radar. But they basically just did the playoff push-ending championship type stuff. Yeah, so they pick up yeah. essentially as we are whittling down the field. Ten drivers make the uh, – 16 drivers actually eventually uh, initially make the playoffs. And we're whittling down the field to those 16. And it's the penultimate maybe race of the season at mm-hmm. the start. And so you're seeing the fight to get in, and they start – really it turns into the Denny Hamlin show initially, but it's Hamlin and William Byron and Ryan Blaney and uh, Bubba Wallace and some of the top competitors, yep. some of the guys that are more villainous on, on the circuit. Like I can't stand this guy Ross Chastain, the watermelon farmer. He just wrecks everyone. He doesn't care about anybody ever. Is he the guy that did that wall maneuver? Yes, that's him. Crazy wall maneuver, by the that's way. The nut, that's the most nutso thing I've ever seen. It's a, so just know that I brought it up on the show, yeah. and you no-sold it so hard. You're like, okay, when can we talk about something meaningful? But now you get it. Well, now I get it. That was the craziest thing anyone's ever done. So they get the, so in, in the, the Drive to Survive ones, which are so awesome, Like yeah. the guy that helps us bridge the gap is like they got the guy that covers Formula One. So he's like this, and he's explaining the rivalry is absolutely intense. Then they go to the next thing, just yeah. to set the stakes. Like the, the, the uh, reporters, the reporter are guy. About. Yeah. So the guy they got here, Marty Smith, is, I want to say his it's name my is my guy, Marty, Marty Smith. S- you know Marty Smith. He does a lot he's of college football, football too. Yeah. He's ESPN. Yeah. He's like it is the most insane maneuver I have ever seen in a race car. <laughs> it's Dude, now illegal. By the way, Marty Smith was so good. Marty on Smith's this documentary. On this. Like, I want Marty Smith on this show to tell him that he did a great job on that. You need who what like whatever that's called. Yeah. Our A list. Yeah. We're making a documentary. We're gonna come to him and say, we need to connect this to this. Yeah. Say something. Because you're there to explain it to people that aren't in on like he's there for me, I you, think. Did you watch BSI Bishop Sycamore? Oh yes, I did. Bomani Jones on that documentary did that. Was great. He was unbelievable. Agreed. He was so good. But you need that. And, mm-hmm. and Shannon Spake is very good, who covers NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is kind of like the the Robin to Marty Smith's Batman. But he's so good on this thing. But you're right. He's like, nobody's ever done anything like this. And for people that, that don't know, essentially uh, the specifics are – I don't remember them. But basically he's trying to get into the uh, – the, 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 he needs to finish – in a certain spot to get into the playoffs, and he's behind a bunch of cars, and it's a short track where there's no passing, really. Like, he's, he's stuck, and he's got yeah. seconds left before his season's over. It's the final lap, and he puts his right side of his car up against the wall where you run most of the day, and he just – think about this as if you're at a go-kart place, and it 
when you bring the go-karts back in, like everyone starts slowing down because it's the end or, you know, they're kind of in line coming in, if you just kept going 100 on the outside, like riding the track, and he just rides the wall and passes another, like, 14 cars, they've now made it illegal. Yeah. But, yes, that guy, I can't stand him. He just wrecks everyone all the time with no remorse whatsoever. But, uh, man, oh, man, dude, what a great series that was. It is, it's fantastic. It left me wanting more, and I do mean it. I need it for the whole season. I need a start to finish. There's a lot of Michael Jordan on the show. There's a little bit of Joe Gibbs for some DC flair. I would say a good bit of Joe Gibbs. A, a solid amount of Joe Gibbs. I'm telling you, this show rules. Whatever this genre of show is, I have followed soccer teams that I don't care if they fell off the face. If the earth swallowed up Bayern Munich, I wouldn't care tomorrow. I mean, it'd be sad, obviously, like people would lose their lives. But, like, you know it's what I mean? Not my favorite Byron's Byron Kerr. Byron. Byron. Oh, okay. I like, uh, I like Byron Scott. But I like Byron Kerr, too. But I don't care about these teams. But these documentaries where you get this kind of access and it's presented in such an entertaining way, I can't get enough of them. Yeah. Just keep making them in perpetuity. I like Byron Leftwich. I will watch all of them. Tom Byron. I'll let you have this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip I couldn't my, think of another Byron. I'm going to tip my Lord cap. Byron? I don't know. I got nothing else. Great show. Check it out. I'm giving it 8.75 Buffalo Wings. And good news for you, Danny. Mm-hmm. I've got more of the show for you. It's called the Daytona 500. It's coming up in just a couple of Ugh. weeks. You and me. It's a lot. Flat of... screen television. Are they going to condense it into a 40-minute episode? No, no, no. It's several hours long. How much Marty Smith do I get? Lots of Marty Smith. Do I really get a lot of Marty Smith? No. Mm. It's on Fox. He works for ESPN. But you, you get some people you'll like. Now, do I, do I get Dr. Jerry Punch? You get Larry Mack. I'm not into Larry Mack. America's crew chief. Do I get, if I? Danny, here's a chassis, okay? <laughs> here's what they're doing with the chassis. If you were able to give me Marty Smith in some capacity. He's good. I, that's like chum in the water for me. I'm, I'm very into Marty Smith right now. The, the Marty Smith moment that made the whole documentary. I think it was on the trailer, not surprisingly. But when he's like, you go to that race. The sounds. And you hear like, Uh like, the flames. You know, he's like narrating. He's like, Uh the smells are intoxicating. And he just keeps saying the word intoxicating. He's like, it is an intoxicating sensory experience. I'm like, I believe you, Marty Smith. He's cool. Watch the show. Uh, Grant and Danny on the fan from Bethesda Theater. The Beltway Blitz is next. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.